Ramona Shelburne, the semifinals of the first ever NBA in-season tournament begin tonight. You were at Tuesday's game where the Lakers punched their ticket to Vegas. But I got to ask you first, what's been your impression of the tournament so far? Well, the first game or two of this thing, I don't know if I quite understood it. I think it was more of... This is just different because we say it's different and the courts are different and nobody can really, it's kind of hard to see on these courts and you're calling it in-season tournament or the mid-season tournament and IST like nobody quite knew what all this was about it just felt like regular season games that were different because you said they were different but as it has gone on and as players have embraced it really I think it's gotten kind of fun. It's gotten interesting. I'm surprising myself by liking it. Like, initially, I was not on board. I was like, this is just a made-up tournament. These are regular season games that you're just calling part of a tournament. And yet, I was at the game on Tuesday night in Los Angeles where the Lakers beat the Suns in a really exciting game, and it felt like a tournament game. It felt different than a regular season game. And so... Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this IST or whatever you want to call it because it's fun and it is different somehow. And that that's even before we get to Las Vegas here because when you talked about Austin Reeves hitting a big jumper and the crowd getting so excited and Austin Reeves himself being very excited. We saw Tyrese Halliburton who recently said, I'm tired of losing and now has this opportunity to win something in this tournament, it was one of the goals where Adam Silver said he wants to make early season games mean something or mean more for both the players and the fans. It sounds like you're saying that's been accomplished so far in year one. So far, yeah. It's interesting. Tuesday night, Darwin Ham comes into his post-game press conference. And before he begins, he says in a moment of great theater, hold on, I just need a minute. Well, uh, could you all give me like two seconds? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Ooh, that's supposed to be fun, right? Man, what a game! And he kind of throws his hands up and is exhausted from this this back and forth game that was very tense and tight. And I and I had this feeling like. This game was a lot more intense than they even realized it was going to be. Like, it felt like a one-game playoff between the Lakers and the Suns. And I think it's just competition for competition's sake, but it's, it's actually a great moment of team building for all the teams that have been involved in this, the second part of it here, these, this quarterfinals and then the semifinals and the finals, because... You have something to play for here in December. So I think that is one of the main objectives for this tournament. And in year one, you already see that. And I think you have to give credit to LeBron James, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, like the stars in this league who, I don't know if Adam Silver called them right beforehand and said, hey guys, this is important. We need you to take this seriously. Or if they just understood It was important for the league to to do this. Or maybe it really is just the $500,000 they get if they win. (laughs) 
But LeBron James, the first game, it was in Phoenix. The Lakers had not won a road game all year long. And they pull a road game out in Phoenix. And Lisa Salter says to LeBron after the game, hey, must feel good to get your first road win. And he goes, feels good to get our first in-season tournament win. (laughs) First road win. How good does it feel to finally get that over with? It feels great because it's an in-season tournament win. And we'll take that. We'll take that for sure. I heard it's 500,000 on the line. So we're going for for that. We're going for that. And it was like, everybody was watching this. Everybody heard LeBron James say it. And he just kind of minted it. He kind of validated the tournament for everyone by saying that. It, once the stars were on board, everybody else did. When the NBA first proposed an in-season tournament, there were a few critics. And when they rolled out those loud, in-your-face tournament courts, there were even more critics. But then they started playing the games. And suddenly, we were seeing a different kind of basketball. Gone were the sleepy extensions of the preseason we usually see this time of year. Instead, we're getting the intensity usually reserved for the more traditional postseason tournament that starts in April. So today, on the day of the inaugural in-season tournament semifinals in Las Vegas, Ramona Shelburne joins us to explain why what we've been seeing is what the league wanted all along. I'm Israel Gutierrez. It's Thursday, December 7th. This is ESPN Daily. Delicious meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Trust me, I've been eating them like there's no tomorrow all week. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you, like me, are on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries, whatever it may be. Well, the good news is not only are Wonderful Pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. So, Ramona, there's four teams left vying for the NBA Cup, which, by the way, is what I think it should just be called, the NBA Cup forever and ever. (laughs) And we'll get to the rest of those three teams in a second. But I want to start with the game you were at, Lakers-Suns. Let's start with the lakers How did they get here? How do they look right now? Well, they really set the tone in that first win over the Suns on the road. Because this group that they were in, the Suns, the Jazz, Blazers, and Grizzlies, this looked to be a difficult group going into it, right? But the fact that the Lakers and the Suns were in the same group meant that only one of them was going to advance out of this group. And And the Lakers winning that first game on the Suns' home court really set the tone for how this was going to go. Throughout this tournament, they they won all four of their games, the highest point differential of all of the the teams in the league. But the way they've done it has been different each time because their team has been sort of getting back together throughout the season tournament. Obviously, people were expecting big things from them this year. 
They've had a lot of injuries throughout this season. And we're just now starting to see almost the full team. We still don't have Gabe Vincent, but they, they're starting to look like the team that went to the Western Conference Finals last year. There was this cool video circulating on social media of LeBron and Anthony Davis talking in a huddle during an NBA Cup game against the Memphis Grizzlies, <laughs> and they were talking strategy, and then they showed video of that strategy just coming to life, and it just felt like a clip from a playoff series. And I know those two have won a championship together, mm -hmm. but it's been a few years. What would winning this Cup tell them about their team this year? Well, it always feels good to win something. I mean, you just win something. <laughs> it's, and, I, and I think you know, it, it gets your blood pumping at a time of year when you're not necessarily focused on playing at that high level. And you've, you've covered this league long enough is to know playoff basketball is just different. Like people get into it in a way and the level of play is just, it's mentally and physically exhausting just to watch and be a part of a series. And so to introduce that in, in November and December is a, it's, it's a real, I mean, I think the coaches in the league probably are thanking the NBA for this because it just helps their job be all that much easier because it's something to focus on. Now let's get into their opponent here for a second. You got the New Orleans Pelicans and Normally, when we talk about teams getting healthy at the right time, it's usually around April or May. But in this scenario, you talked about the Lakers getting healthy at the right time, and the Pelicans are doing the same. They've got Zion Williamson back, playing really well. They've got Brandon Ingram in the fold, got C.J. McCollum back, and Trey Murphy back a few games ago. What do you see from the Pelicans who, Ramona, were in first place around this time last year? You know, every time we see the Pelicans at close to full strength, you just get this look at a tantalizing team that you really could be winning playoff series, getting to conference finals, even an NBA finals, because they have everything you need to make it. They have every element. They have great defenders individually and as a team defense. They have, they have great stars and great scores, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, they have good vets and role players. Like, this is a really dangerous team. We saw it two years ago in the playoffs, and we've, we've really only seen glimpses of that for two years, really, because Zion Williamson has been hurt most of the time, and they've always had injuries to key players. This is a team no one wants to face in the playoffs, and we just haven't seen them at full strength, but this is something early on, while people are healthy— and I have to knock on wood as I say that because that's not usually the case with New Orleans. Um, while people are healthy, this is something they can go win. There are a few people who individually this could mean something to, maybe a little bit more than others. But to me, it feels like Zion Williamson has the most to gain from this, not only because he hasn't been on the floor for so long, but he hasn't really seen the highest level of competitive NBA games. Just wondering what you thought about him, where he is right now, and what this cup would mean to him. I actually think that's a great point. I hadn't thought of it in that way. Um, you know, Zion Williamson was the number one pick coming out of Duke, and he was supposed to be an absolute franchise-changing superstar for whoever landed him in the lottery. Ever since he's been drafted, he's been hurt or there's been there's been something else keeping him from being that happy, 
jubilant, joyful player that everybody loved coming out of college and loves to watch. And so he looks healthy. He's playing really well. He's averaging 22 a game in this tournament. Zion coming up short and rips it back, gets the ball, took it away from Harden. Bully ball, 34 seconds to play, timeout clips. And he's also a guy with a lot to prove. You know, this because of what's happened to him on and off the court, because of his inability to stay on the court and the Pelicans, you know, lack of success when he hasn't been out there. Um, there was trade rumors about Zion Williamson over this over the summer, yep. and even to the point where, you know, there was there was actual discussions, and the answer would be, I don't know who would trade for him because of the injury issues and because of the weight issues. For a guy as talented as Zion, for a guy who has with that much promise to hear those kind of discussions, that's that's gotta be a hard one to swallow. If he stars in this tournament and they win it. There's immediate validation that he's still that number one draft pick, that he's still that guy. This tournament semifinal also comes at a really good time for the Indiana Pacers and Tyrese Halliburton because he has vaulted himself onto the superstar stage, if you will. And even after scoring a career high in Miami, it was a Pacers loss. And afterward, he said, I'm tired of losing. I just want to win. This gives him something he could win. What are your thoughts on the way Tyrese Halliburton's been playing lately? I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound like an overstatement. It's going to sound like I'm overreacting. But Tyrese Halliburton is in the MVP discussion if he keeps playing like this. Like, that's that's how good Halliburton has been this year. I mean, this this guy is playing at another level than any other point guard in this league. Inbound to Halliburton, who's still got plenty of time, seven on the timer. Halliburton tracks, off balance three, and he puts it in, and a chance at four. The Pacers have the, the, the top scoring offense in the league. They also have one of the worst defenses. So every one of their games is like 140 to 130. So much fun. Right? It's fun to watch every night. Um, but Halliburton is, is just dynamic going into this tournament. Halliburton had played in exactly one national TV game in his NBA career. One. Mm-hmm. It was last year against the Wizards, okay? Like, the, I know he had a little starring turn for Team USA. People got to know him through that, but those games were on in the middle of the night, and so only the real basketball heads were watching those. But this is a star turn for Tyrese Halliburton, especially against the, that game against the Celtics with some of the shots he made down the stretch. I mean, that... That put him on the national stage and spotlight in a way that I don't think we've seen a, a young player do in quite some time. And so, I, you know, now going to Vegas with this matchup against the Milwaukee Bucks, can be him and Damian Lillard going back and forth with this. I think this will be a pretty high scoring game between the Bucks and the Pacers because um, neither of them have a great defense right now. Uh, this is going to be fun. And I, I'm excited for. The rest of the season. Yeah, Halliburton brings so much energy to the game. But like you mentioned, so does a lot of points. And the Pacers and Bucks, who are going to be in one of the semifinals, they score a lot of points. The Bucks got there by beating the Knicks. And this sounds like a statistic that they've had in the back pocket ready to go for a long time, but it blew my mind, Ramona. Uh, the last time a Knicks opponent, and that would be the Bucks in this scenario, scored 37 plus points in each of the first three quarters of a game 
was March 2nd, 1962. That was Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game. And now the Milwaukee Bucks did that to the Knicks in their quarterfinal game of the NBA Cup in-season tournament, mid-season tournament. And so I'm wondering if you think this Bucks pacers offensive explosion can continue. Yeah. I mean, in a word, yeah. Like, I'm, that's why this game is going to be fun. It's not great for Milwaukee's championship hopes, right? They, they need to get this defense in order. This is not how you win NBA titles. Maybe it's how you can win an NBA Cup, um, especially if your opponent is the Pacers, who also don't play a lot of defense. But the Bucks have been winning because Giannis and Dame Lillard can score a lot of points and make up for the fact that they don't have their defense sorted out and that they miss Drew Holiday profoundly on the, on the perimeter this year. But I, I think they'll keep it up. I think no matter, even if it is a playoff intensity where usually scores go down in the playoffs, I still think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. And you got two of the, the biggest heat check guys in the game, in Damian Lillard and Tyrese Halliburton, going back and forth. This is going to be a fun one. Okay, coming up, what's next for this new NBA tournament? Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, Ramona, there was a lot of debate before the tournament about whether people would take it seriously as we discussed the tournament's merits. What have you heard from people around the league now that we're getting to, frankly, the most exciting part of the tournament? I think people kind of like it. I, I mean, I think at, at the beginning there was this complaining about the courts and I can't see where the lines are and this looks weird on TV because the courts are so colorful and it's, you know, it's just different. People always complain about things that are different. Um, I might have been one of those people. You know, don't hold me to the old days. <laughs> but I think people like it now because the players have taken it seriously. It has introduced another level of drama to it. And quite frankly, we have a really nice mix of contending teams that have performed well with big traditional superstars. You've got LeBron James and Anthony Davis and the Lakers. 
You have Giannis Antetokounmpo and Damian Lillard with the Bucks, And then two young teams with emerging superstars in the Indiana Pacers with Tyrese Halliburton and the Pelicans with Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. This is like a really nice mix. And so it's just worked out really well from a casting standpoint. One of the things that some of the players had issues with was the point difference and that being the main tiebreaker. So let's talk about some of the changes that could happen next year, Ramona, because I have a suggestion. Ooh. Rather than it be point difference in terms of the tiebreaker, make it points allowed. I like it. You want to talk about getting competitive, then let's defend. Let's get down and defend. And the teams that do that the best, if that's the tiebreaker, will move on. You're not talking about getting a cheap three-pointer at the buzzer. You're talking about playing defense throughout a game to make sure that number is as small as possible. I like the idea. I'm not sure how that would work out in practice because it comes down to like wins and losses. And I also know that people didn't like running up the score on opponents because just because they had to win by a point differential. The one complaint I've heard, honestly, is it's really weird for NBA teams, people, everyone connected to the league to have this two-week gap in the beginning of December where you don't know what your schedule is going to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I think up until this week, like none of us knew what happened if you lost the quarterfinal game, like we were like, oh, who do they play next? Oh, okay, they play the the, the losing teams play each other. Like, I don't know if that was clear. Um, maybe that was just an explanation problem, but I think that was something that um, people will now know. Hmm. Whatever they can do to give people clarity sooner on who they play next, if they're not in the tournament, how those things are determined, I think that'll be very helpful to to teams and people around the league and embracing this tournament because people in the NBA, as as much as you want to say that they, you know, they have a city to city life, you know, day to day game, like they, they plan months in advance. Okay, Ramona, you know, I can't let you leave without giving me a prediction. Uh, The NBA's first final four, if you will, one and done. What do you think is going to happen? Somewhere, wherever David Stern is. He is sitting back and smiling at the idea that the Los Angeles Lakers are in the inaugural midseason tournament, in-season tournament, IST, whatever we're calling it, and that they have a chance at the first ever NBA Cup. If you have ever been to Vegas when the Lakers play, it is a Laker town. Like, it's not hard to drive from Los Angeles to Vegas, mm-hmm. okay? It's like the, the entire stands are going to be Laker fans. And it's LeBron James in a tournament where all you got to do is win two games and you win. I mean, this is just set up for the Lakers on a platter. All they got to do is go win it. And I, I think it's, um, I, I don't bet against LeBron James anymore. I've learned that in my career every time we make these picks, like, even if I don't think their their team is going to win, I'm just not going to pick against LeBron. So I think he's the guy who took it the most seriously. The tournament's in Vegas. It's essentially a home game for them. Each one of these. I'll go with the Lakers in this first tournament. If you look at these last games as two potential game sevens, there's nobody I'd rather want on my team than LeBron James. Well, if it's a game six, maybe you want Giannis. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Ramona Shelford, thank you for all your great points. Thanks, Iz. I'm Israel Gutierrez. This has been ESPN Daily. 
We'll talk to you tomorrow.